This episode is made possible by PwC. The future calls for digital transformation you can trust. That's why the new equation is business-led and cloud-forward, using secure technologies to drive tax-efficient solutions for today and tomorrow. It's how people and technology work together to transform transformation. See how the new equation is building trust and security with the latest tech at thenewequation.com. On another interesting edition of Animation Deliberation, we continue our coverage of Harley Quinn, Season 3, Episode 4, A Thief, A Mole, and Orgy. We'll be right back to discuss that after some ads we have no say over whatsoever. This episode is made possible by PwC. When you bring together human ingenuity, passion, and experience with the latest technology, the future starts to look a whole lot smarter, which is why the new equation is meeting the future of work today with ProEdge. Digitally upskill your entire organization to keep ahead of the curve and drive growth. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for animation, deliberation. A conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. Welcome back to Animation Deliberation, the podcast that takes action, animation, and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. My name is Jay Scotty St. Clair. I'm Zuhair Lee. And I am Andrew Rogers. I was trying so hard not to say anything after the yeah because with orgy there was a couple variations that went through my head and i couldn't decide on one and i think it's for the best for everyone that i didn't <laughs> <laughs> uh, i have some ideas about the ideas that you had <laughs> the letter can you one probably yep the letter can you exactly <laughs> what i was thinking exactly what i was thinking <laughs> I would have gone with Hoot Hoot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun times. So what's going on, fellas? How's the week been treating you so far? Exhausting. I'm here. Hmm. I mean, my week's been tiring, but uh, like I was telling you before we did the show, I have access to a movie theater, like I joked about. <laughs> so I'm seeing movies. I saw uh, League of Super Pets, which I am super excited to now go back and listen to Jay Scotty's spoiler-free review. And then also, mm. whenever we cover it, it's, it is going to be a lot of fun. But, you know, we're not here to talk about that. But I also got to see Nope, which was absolutely crazy and outrageous. And I'm, I'm not a big horror guy because I don't like to be scared. But it was, Jordan Peele just has such a great writing and directing style i will happily do his movies just as a watch so i've had to have a lot of fun and then we got a ton of pokemon news this week so like i'm all sorts of amped up with different things going on because you know you always want to be the very best like no one ever was (laughs) ah well played well played yeah don't even get me started on nope i could gush about that movie maybe some other time if only we had a horror podcast now yeah you referring yep. to Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater? Yeah. So for those of you who didn't know, Stranded Panda has a horror-related podcast now. So go check that out if you're into horror stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know what the likelihood we'll ever get Ashley on this show is, given her uh, <laughs> non-proclivity towards animation. But uh, I would Almost love to be... Almost had her. 
for what? Oh, if, did you? And they canceled yeah. the Gamora episode. She said she would have come on for that. Mm, mm. So well, let's bring her well. on for season two then. Hopefully, we're yeah, gonna we'll get see. that Gamora we'll episode. So, yeah, I've already kind of uh, hinted to her, to her whenever they they're ready to cover some A twenty four horror, specifically Hereditary and Midsummer. Uh, I'm expecting an invitation, so hopefully that happens. Anyway, enough of this uh, kibitzing. Let's let's talk about this episode. So, um, as has become customary with, actually, do you, do you think it's worthwhile giving any non-spoiler reactions before we get all spoilery? No, just I don't think it? I can say anything non-spoilery about okay. this. Yeah. Like, it was an animated show with dialogue. Like, that's... There you go. Most you go. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah. With that said, here is the description for Season 4, Episode 4 of Harley Quinn, A Thief, A Mole, and an Orgy. Harley, King Shark, and Clayface constantly distract Ivy from working on her terraforming serum, so she lies about what rules Catwoman adheres to in her apartment. In retaliation... Harley destroys the security cameras, but this proves to be a hindrance after Frank is kidnapped. Upon investigation, they find an owl-shaped mask, which is actually a pendant, uh, which Harley recognizes as the call sign of the Court of Owls. With the help of the Joker, Harley and Ivy infiltrate only to learn that the court is actually an orgy club. As they search for Frank, they both learn about each other's lies. Moreover, Ivy accidentally reveals that she had an affair with Catwoman years ago, making Harley jealous. Meanwhile, Gordon also infiltrates excuse me, infiltrates the court to get some funding from the elites for his mayoral campaign. Despite his unsuccessful attempt, Two-Face suggests he use the knowledge of the orgy and the pictures of the guests, including Bruce Wayne, for his benefit. Ivy explains to Harley that their relationship with, or her relationship with Catwoman was fast and one-sided, unlike theirs, which is based on true love. As the girls make up, they realize they have forgot about Frank, who wakes up in an unknown laboratory. And there we have it. That was an episode. It was my mistake to get excited to see that the Court of Owls was in there just for it to be what it was. Um. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the Court of Owls is so amazing when it comes to like what DC has to offer. And like I'm kind of rooting for it for the next Batman movie that they put the Court of Owls like in. It fits that motif so well. But this is yeah, yeah this is a take, I, I suppose. It only makes sense the way that they were joking, like, ah, oh, it's a bunch of old, rich white guys now, like, that's what happens, that's what, we don't understand what they do behind closed doors, and I'm glad we don't understand what they do behind <laughs> closed doors. I don't want yeah. to understand it. <laughs> right. Yeah, New 52 was when I tried being a comics dude, because I was like, oh, it's a fresh slate, maybe I'll be able to keep up. It didn't last very long, but I did get to Court of Owls, and the... Uh, the movie that was in the DC animated universe was really good. It was pretty terrifying. Like what Bruce Wayne had to go through with the court, even though it didn't hit all the zombie stuff. It was just, uh, yeah, this was not that court of owls. So you didn't know what was coming Zuhair? I don't read the episode titles. So when like this, when Jay Scotty said it at the top of the episode, that was the first I heard it. And I was like, Oh, Okay, because if you remember last podcast, I accidentally read what the upcoming episode title oh, was. That's like, okay. that's why I was like, "What are we going to talk about next week?" Because there was the yeah. tease of this in the trailer, and then the episode title. I was like, "Well, no, here we go." I never read the episode because, like, so I use the Apple TV app, which like 
puts whatever you're watching and all of the apps together and it just says like episode four is available so i just click it it reroutes to the app and just plays right away and also i'm not interested in it because sometimes titles ruin episodes a little bit and yeah you can imagine that my shock was very high when that orgy began okay that makes a lot of sense because like i don't know about you jay scotty i use the desktop app for hbo max and as soon Mm. as it says there's a new episode available it's like here's the title here's what it's gonna be hit play now so like you almost have to see it when you're watching on hbo max so that's why with all the young justice episodes i was like never surprised at the title i guess okay yeah, I, I don't have that. Uh, I don't use the app, so I don't have that feature. And uh, I can't remember at what point I became aware of the title of the episode, but it's, I remembered you bringing that up last week. And, and so I guess I was somewhat prepared for it. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't know until the moment happened. And I re- had an audible reaction when the Grand Owl orgy started taking place but to talk about the the court of owls for just a second i mean i'm, I'm not surprised with this show at all it it kind of pulls out the rug and, and deflates the hot air from pretty much every dc character and property that has been you know taking itself so seriously for so long but uh with the mask with the owl masks one thing that i like picked up on with this episode that i'm surprised i didn't notice earlier is that you know this show is very unique and has its own personality and its own brand of comedy but if I did have to compare it to another series I'm pretty familiar with in terms of like adult animation and comedy and the mask kind of like brought it home for me, it's the Venture Brothers. Because if you remember the Monarchs, like all their guys dress up as as butterflies and they have these goggles with like little tendrils above their head. And, it, and it's very evocative of these owl masks. And uh, yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised to finally make that connection. Are you guys familiar with Venture Brothers? Nope. I am not highly, highly recommended. It kind of lampoons Johnny quest, all those like old school Hanna-Barbera cartoons, um, as well as like comic book characters. They have their own comic book heroes and villains. And uh, one of the villains in that show, like a recurring villain is actually Henry Kissinger. So the whole line about Henry Kissinger in this episode, I was like, wow, the connections are just like all across the board here. That's awesome. And piggybacking on your talking about the masks, I lost it. I mean, it's always so easy to make jokes about Batman, but the scene where Gordon walked up to him, he's like, wait, those shoulders, that chiseled jawline, the lips just peeking out beneath it. I would know that anywhere. And if you looked at his shadow, the owl yep. mask is like making yep. the Batman ears. It was just, <laughs> yep. uh, it's so easy, but it was just so perfect and then for him to be so stupid and be like bruce wayne (laughs) that was brilliant i love the way they did the shadow on there yeah yeah it was great yeah uh it was good to have jason alexander back as sigh uh definitely miss some of the old school members of the the harley quinn squad I'm waiting to see what he is going to turn into with full access to the internet. Psy is going to be like an arguably unstoppable force at some point. We just haven't seen what it's going to look like, but he's taken over some smart house somewhere. (laughs) Right. Porno reference. (laughs) Well, you got Skynet. How about Psynet? Just saying. Oh, they better make that joke. That's got (laughs) like, that's too perfect. Right. Right. Uh, It did have me wondering if Tony Hale was going to return as Dr. Psycho. And at one point I was wondering if he was the possible uh, owner of this butt mole. But 
thinking that he last time we saw him he was in prison in Arkham Asylum and we were pretty confident that the butt mole belongs to at least somebody in the court of owls i don't know what the likelihood uh that is there do you guys have any predictions about who this uh kidnapper of frank might be i kind of uh, forgot about the butt mole part but okay. i was thinking i was thinking maybe amanda waller ah I, okay i think it, i think it was a white butt that we saw so i feel like that kind of eliminates it but it could be any member of the suicide squad that she like sent to do it but it felt like kind of a way to get back at ivy for everything is to just take frank i have no urgency to scroll back and find out yeah I, i'm kind of on the same page i didn't look that closely it was pretty grotesque but it does remind me of when Sai said i did the zoom zoom in the enhance on the tukus which Zuhair, I, I know you'll appreciate as a photographer. It's one of those like running gags on shows like CSI. Like they always say, like oh, yeah. zoom and enhance. Like yeah. you, you can't do that. Like that. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> just just rearrange the pixels and just figure it out, Zuhair. That's all. Yeah, no <laughs> Especially when you get like these yeah. super clear, sharp images. Like no, no. Hmm. <laughs> Especially not from a toilet camera. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you could just be like a little. Um like splashback or something that kind of dirties up the lens of Nick. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, one of my favorite parts of this episode may have been the Joker being like actual dad in his mm-hmm. house. What, what, what was that? That he's trying that. to teach his... It, was, it reminded me of the scene from Incredibles 2. Like, what is this? No, math is math. You don't have to draw a picture <laughs> to prove that you nice. got the answer. My son can count to seven. Headphones on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the part with the Joker that stood out to me is, like, Joker was actually kind of misinformed. He was totally right about the Court of Owls jerking each other off, but misinformed about them just being old, straight white dudes. And... Like I think it just kind of goes to show as the Joker's like taken on this fatherly role, he might not be as uh, in the know with the the criminal underground anymore. Uh, and I did appreciate when he like he realized that he said jerking each other off and then told his son. Uh, I think he called him Ben Ben for Benicio. I, I want to say is his name, but told him to put the the headphones on. That was a surprising moment of uh, somewhat good parenting from the Joker. <laughs> I guess an attempt to be good parenting an attempt. There was an attempt. <laughs> I don't know what was more surprising, just seeing him as a dad or knowing that he was part of the court of owls. And then once I saw what the court of owls was in this show, then I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. The password is hoot hoot. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like all the villains that were a part of the court of owls, like Bane just hanging out there. It was me. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I tried to see if I could recognize anybody, and I, I don't think I did a very good job of recognizing anybody beyond Bane, I think was the main standout. So I'd be curious to hear if you recognized anybody. Uh, anybody Killer else that Croc is? was there. Was he? I didn't see him. Yeah, obviously Catwoman and oh, Batman sure. were there. Right. right. Which brings up the interesting point of also that she knows who Bruce is, and the fact, like, they are not hiding any of the secrets. They did tease that. And then there was also. Yeah. He's some like third tier supervillain. I can't remember, but I know he has a mechanical hand because there was the visual joke of him subbing out the mechanical hand for a oh no we got device. It. Yeah, was, was that not Bane? I thought that was Bane for some reason. 
No, there. I okay. can't remember the superhero's name or the supervillain's name rather, but there Razor is Fist. one. It, it's similar to Razor Fist, where like it, <laughs> he wears a mask, kind of like Bane's, but now we know what Razor Fist does on the weekends. But. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, it's in the name. It's in the name. Oh, I uh, can change that name. <laughs> Uh, what did you think about um, their Harley's Progressive Alien Deathcore band, the Blackened Pains of Zetherin? Fine. Were we surprised by any of the instrumental choices? I think you know King Shark on the on the drums might be a uh, a reference to uh, I I always forget the Hanna Barbera cartoon uh, with the oh with the uh, shark. Oh, this is going to hurt my brain. I could like sing the theme song off the top of my head too, but I can't remember the shark's name. Jabberjaw. Yep, that's it. I hadn't gotten to the chorus in my head yet. If you watch <laughs> me, I, I, I know Zoo was watching me actually sing over here. Nice, nice. Uh, well, I don't think that was the only reference there. Um, when Harley agreed to turn it down, she turned it down from 11 to 10, which is obviously this is a Spinal Tap reference. Oh. Appreciated that. Uh, I didn't know it was a reference. I just thought her turning it down was funny. Yeah, the fact that she turns it down one bit, but yeah, no. Uh, seeing eleven on the on the dial is definitely a reference to this as Spinal Tap. But then, yeah, I was going to mention um, King Shark saying the existing number one band. Who was it? Death of Herrick can suck both my dicks. I appreciated the the follow through from last episode when like the acid spilled through the ceiling onto onto his dicks. It's clearly got. Two dicks. We didn't know how many dicks, but now we know he has two dicks, which must be is a that, shark thing. I was about to say, is that a shark thing, or are we just learning way too much about King Shark right now? I guess so. That makes him uh, a king. They should have brought him <laughs> to the Court of Owls. Yeah, for sure. I feel like he's too shy for that. He is too shy. But I And I know we keep beating around the Court of Owls. The noises that they had going on during that scene... And the reason that I bring it up with King Shark is there was a couple times there was dolphin noises going on <laughs> during that. I was just like, what is happening? Like, I know there was a lot of very grotesque noises, but the fact yeah. that they also <laughs> threw in a couple random, like, odd and ends, such as dolphin sounds, I was just like, what What? What am I watching right now? This would have been worse to get walked in on than the Dick Grayson comics I talked about I was about to say, week. the way you started, <laughs> like, that made me wonder if you were walked in on while that scene was happening. No, I was yeah. home alone. I planned this. <laughs> I made sure we were good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good call there. Um, I was not prepared for the visuals that we got with, like, you know, pretty much showing everything except for the nipples and the the genitalia themselves being pixelated. But yeah, I agree with you. The sound design might have been the most disturbing part of the orgy. There was squirming, there was squelching, there were dolphin noises, as you mentioned. And anybody <laughs> that's familiar with uh, the latest season of The Boys, Herogasm ain't got nothing on the Grand Owl orgy, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. some reason, um, Herogasm didn't make me as uncomfortable. I guess just because the context of the boys was like, oh, yeah. surprise, but this one kind of threw me for a loop, especially because I didn't read the title. Well, and that's part mm. of what I was going to bring up. Like, the first two seasons of the show, obviously it is not meant for kids, but it kind of towed, like, PG-13 plus some swear words and a little bit of gore. Like, you could still watch this at, like, you know, middle school, high school. 
if I was in middle school, high school and had watched this third season, this is so totally, they have just, I don't know if Warner brothers cut them loose, but I have been very surprised at how far into the mature rating they have gone because this, this episode was a lot, even for someone who's Mm. obviously very okay with it. I still sat there like, did we need this? Was this necessary? I was about to say it is getting a little overboard. Yeah. Overboard is kind of the word because like I feel like they're they're going a little down on the intelligence and kind of riding on the the easy shots with like sex jokes and things of that sort. Hmm. Yeah, I I, I can see where you're coming from as far as that goes. It doesn't bother me at all. Uh, I do agree that they're, as we kind of discussed with the first three episodes, they're definitely upping the ante and kind of pushing the envelope as far as they can, but I don't really have a problem with it. Um, I do, I don't know if I would say it's like a lack of intelligence there because I, I still think the emotional through line is there. Like at the end of the day, there was an emotional journey to be had. Harley and Ivy, like learning to, you know, trust each other and really show up in their relationship even you know despite their past experiences and yeah the episode didn't focus on it super heavily like when the conflict came to a a head it came became resolved fairly quickly but you know it's uh it's still there and i as we'll have to see where the rest of the season goes but i think this episode was just kind of like it took a break from some of the other stuff we saw going on in the rest of the season like there was no mention of uh james gunn or clayface's exploits as billy bob thornton so i I wouldn't be surprised if this is you know it had the through line of of frank being kidnapped and i think the court of owls will probably come back in some ways uh but apart from that i I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little bit of a departure from the rest of the season we'll have to see so what you mean to say is you're just being a little bitch (laughs) yeah me I loved I love I love floating Frank because he can just show up yeah. in scenes more often now. Yes. <laughs> and just the way he delivered that and then started doing the shoulder up is like, no, I'm fine. Oh wait, no, don't stop that. That feels good. <laughs> yeah. Frank is yeah. that's, that's JB Smoove, isn't that? JB Smoove, yes, correct. Yeah, his deliveries of those lines, like you said, Zuhair, <laughs> it's just so perfect. <laughs> and and I, I agree, it's hard to determine like whether or not it's not intelligent comedy or just going for like the different things because i don't know if we needed to see as many minutes of the orgy as we saw i think that's where it's like hmm what did we do but at the same time the bane carbo loading joke at the end was oh my has God. made me laugh <laughs> the yeah. hardest out of anything this season like that ha- that got yeah. a guffaw like, why out does of he me. have a sub at this <laughs> Uh, no, I it, was it, almost it, done cobbleloading for the fuck fest, and then you see his sandwich, which is very phallic, just slump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great gag. Um, another gag I really appreciated is when they they talked about Mama Macaroni's in the beginning, but when Ivy finally got her serum perfected and she wanted the celebratory dinner, and she's like, "Mama, Mama Macaroni's coming in my mouth, in her mouth, Mama Macaroni's." Get in the town. I don't know about the lyrics there, but I love the scene transition. They had a garlic knot kind of like spin into the front of the frame, like classic Batman from the 60s when they'd have the bat symbol kind of come up for scene transitions. I thought that was a great little gag there. Exactly. 
And then she was like, uh, oh, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to terraform all of Gotham now, except for Mama Macaroni. Yeah, right. Mama Max. We do, I'm surprised we haven't talked about uh, Gordon as much. I mean, he was kind of the same bumbling buffoon that he's been. But I did really like when Two-Face was kind of telling him his position in the polls. And there were, apparently there were 15 voters that confused him with James Corden in carpool karaoke like that that's been that that's always been sitting there as long as i've known about james corden and i never made the james corden james gordon mix up there but that's that was pretty hilarious i I, I like that one yeah here you go jay scotty this is your next art piece because i know you like crossovers we just need james gordon sitting in the batmobile trying to do karaoke with batman (laughs) i like it i like i like where your head's head's at that's great (laughs) I like it. <laughs> That's the spinoff they need, not Kite Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the line at the end when Two-Face was like, uh, you know what's better than money? He's like, the love of a woman. He's like, what? No. <laughs> I was like, yes. oh, Gordon, same, bud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with the mention of that, I thought it was... I found myself scratching my head a little bit, the fact that Barbara would like be in the same room as Two-Face and not like want to take him out somehow i guess it just kind of plays into the comedy i think it's one of those like necessary means thing i was Mm. gonna say it's the weird question has he done enough illegal things at this point like if he's out of arkham for whatever reason that he you know connived to court if he doesn't do anything illegal he doesn't do anything illegal fair enough i did like how barbara was trying to be like you could you could do this the right way it's like why I love you're you're enough you are my north star where are the rich assholes at yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh for my purposes i don't know if it was the strongest episode of the season so far yeah. but it was a solid entry for me i'm uh, curious to see where the season goes from here hopefully I, i'm pretty confident the joker will start to play a larger role uh, particularly with the mayoral campaign. And who knows, maybe there's a opportunity for some redemption for the Court of Owls. I know with my limited exposure to the Court of Owls, uh, I, I, I do want to provide a quick aside and say I agree with you, Andrew. I think the Court of Owls would make an excellent enemy for the Robert Pattinson version of Batman. But I think the last rumblings that I heard is that Matt Reeves is interested in Mr. Freeze, who I'm totally open to as well. I'd love to see his interpretation of that character. Uh, but there's a, I don't know if it's a single character of like a, or a series of characters, but uh, it, it's the moniker of Talon, and it's kind of like the enforcer of the Court of Owls. I would love to see that character or those characters kind of pop up and maybe go toe to toe with Harley and the gang, or even Batman, maybe Nightwing. Yeah, if if you want more information about the Court of Owls and Talon, there's a lot of different comic iterations of what Talon is. Highest thing to recommend is what Zuhair already mentioned. Um, there's the DC animated universe movie. I believe it is just Batman and the Court of Owls. Um, I think it was Batman versus Robin. Or is that? Oh, yes, that's Batman versus Robin. I apologize. That's when uh, Damien was working with Talon. Yeah, so oh, okay. go watch that. It's a good watch, and you don't need the rest of the surrounding material in that one it's pretty separate from the rest of the ones in that universe but still has like a couple sprinkled tie-ins like i think the post-credit scene matters so you're good if you want more information that's a really good watch and also uh i wanted to say i meant to say this last week when we talked about joker possibly being um the mayor 
Mm-hmm. If anyone is looking for a comic recommendation and you haven't read Batman The White Knight, um, it kind of involves a version of the Joker that does run for some political things, but is mm-hmm. one of the best Batman comics that I have read. Um, this author is just totally good at what he does. It's kind of a, and it is separate from the main DC canon. So again, you could just pick up these comic books. He's on like the third or fourth run because he did Batman the White Knight, Batman Curse of the White Knight, Batman uh, White Knight Harley Quinn, and Batman White Knight uh, Jason Todd. So there is a lot of really good things. I just watched Zuhair perk up the minute I said Jason Todd. Um, But no, that author is really good. If you were looking for some comic recommendations, I wanted to say that it's not going to be anything like what you see in Harley Quinn. But as we talk about Joker being an awesome political adversary to Gotham, that is a really good read. Okay. Looks like it's uh, Sean Murphy, just to give credit to the writer. Yes, Sean Murphy. He's really good. It's just really good. That's all I can and really need to say. Right on. Thank you for the recommendation. Um, I I think that's pretty much everything I have to say about uh, the thief, the mole, and the orgy. Uh, Did you guys have anything else? I I was just thinking to myself, like, who was the mole? Is there a traitor on the team? Like, forgetting (laughs) that we had an actual mole in the episode. Right. (laughs) The show fried my brain. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, I appreciate you enduring it. We normally try to keep the episodes pretty clean, but I, there was no way last week I, we couldn't, we had to have an explicit rating there. So I think this week is the get same. Get used to it for a little while. We'll, we'll be going back to I am Groot and are going to I am Groot before too long. It'll be interesting when we're covering both at the same time. We'll definitely <laughs> divide the audience. I think. All right. Do you gentlemen have anything you want to let the people know about before we close the books on this one? Uh, apparently, this is just a week for me to play games. Had a Captain Game Show last week and 323 with Reed Murphy this week talking about some Washington sports. But towards the end, around the 50 minute mark, we played this really fun game in which I was literally in tears from laughing. Uh, this was also the first uh, YouTube episode for him. So nice. if you want to see those shenanigans, then do check it out. Sounds good. As always, follow us on all of our social medias. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are just Animation Deliberation. Twitter, Animation Delib1. And if you ever have any sort of feedback, thoughts, if you need to rant and rave and get off your chest what this Harley Quinn episode did to you, we understand. You can always write into us, Animation Deliberation Podcast at gmail.com, or just any general thoughts, because we're not really looking at any anime right now, but if there are anime out there that is like, going on that we're just not hearing about because we're not tied in correctly uh feel free to let us know because if there's stuff that like harley quinn doesn't interest you but other stuff does we would happily take a look at that yeah on the subject of anime i will be attending crunchyroll expo in san jose tomorrow with a press pass and i looked at the schedule and there's a voice actor there's a voice actor named zeno robinson who has voiced a number of characters on shows that we've covered on this uh, podcast as well, uh, including My Hero Academia, Attack on Titan. Uh, he voiced Victor Stone on Young Justice. He will be having uh, a panel as well as a meet and greet tomorrow. So I will definitely try to make a point to uh, touch base with him. And I had some business cards, uh, just some quick ones made up so I could take those to the expo and pass them out with a little QR code for people. So 
Uh, once I get my hands on those from the print shop, I will send uh, photos and hopefully we can get those posted to social media and whatnot. So uh, definitely excited for that. Stay tuned for all that. And then uh, I am still covering what we do in the shadows season four with Karen Huffstetler on Panda Vision. So wherever you get your podcast, uh, check that out as well. That's it for me this week. As always, thanks for tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. Stay wound. And until we have another orgy, muscle, muscle. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. You're invited to explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi. Wanderers welcome.